0: This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. I am super excited because this fella right here needs no introduction in Barstow. This guy, come on, yeah. This is our good Friend, one of our best friends here, Brian Besser, all the way from Branson, Missouri. He's delivering the word today to get us fired up for Harvest Fest. So I ask you to let's give him a standing uh, welcome this morning and welcome Brian with us. Hallelujah. Yeah, man. He's going to fire you up today, man. This I can't take him anywhere. I turn around. He's praying for old ladies. He's I mean, it's crazy. So be ready. Today's going to be it. Amen. I'm turned up here. Am I doing this? All right. Can you hear me now? Praise God. Is God. Good. Let's just raise our hands today and say, thank you, Lord, for being here already. Thank you, Lord. We just honor you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Isn't he good in the house? Father, we love you today. We thank you that there's something cooking in Barstow. Come on. Father God, we smell that cooking. Thank You, Lord. We just praise You and we honor You today. Lord, we thank You that Your word's going to go forth with strength and power and that impartations of the Holy Spirit will be planted into the hearts of the people through Your Word. Father, we put pressure on Your Word. Your Word is life. It is Spirit. And Father, we thank You that that Word will come alive on the inside of us. And so, Father, I thank You for this opportunity I'm very honored to be in this house, to be under this house, Father God, where the anointing of God is welcomed. Father, we thank you for this season and this time we give you praise, glory and honor in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. 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 Turn to your neighbor and say, you're full full of it. Praise God. You say, full of what? Full of Jesus. Full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Full of power. How many know we need to be full? And so today, just everybody take your hand like this and just say like this, pour it out. Pour it out. Come on. Sometimes we just need to have the pouring of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'm excited for the word of God. Let's go to Matthew 9:35 through 38. And then we're going to go to Acts 10:38 today. We're going to get fired up about the harvest. How many know in, in this kingdom down here on earth, the system down here works a certain way? We call it the earth-cursed system. And then when we got born again, we became citizens, come on, of a new kingdom. Uh, First Peter talks about we're a royal priesthood, Katie, royal priesthood, a holy nation, and then it even says this, a peculiar people. Well, turn to your neighbor and say, you're a little peculiar. How many know Barstow is peculiar? But the kingdom of God has come to deliver Barstow, California. So your your church is basically a power hub of the anointing to accomplish what the kingdom of God wants to do. And how many of you know harvest times coming up? So that means well I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. Let's stay focused. Matthew 9:35, and then we're gonna go to Acts 10:38. If you guys have that up there, that would be awesome. Um, I'm just using King James, and then if we do something different, I'll I'll just go with that. Another thing we're going to dive into this in these next couple sessions, um, we want to go somewhere, and we're going to be talking more about the kingdom. What does that look like? How do we operate? Jesus Christ operated from a different place. He he came in to this earth-cursed system, and how many of you know he shook it up? He shook it up. That means he was doing things that caused friction. There was friction between two worlds. Now, there might be some new people in here today. And if you're feeling friction in your life, it's because you're born again, or you will be, and it's because the satanic realm or the dark realm doesn't like where you want to go. So there's a fight. There's a conforming and a transforming. The Bible says, be not conformed. Or patterned, don't look like the world, but then it says this, B-E, transformed by the renewing of your what? So when we get our mind involved and we get it so locked in with the Word of God, things begin to change in us and then we can qualify to carry the kingdom. How many know you cannot carry the kingdom until you put off some stuff? You can't carry the world and carry the kingdom of God all at the same time. It does not work that way. Everybody say amen. amen. So we're going to dive into the kingdom realm. We're going to start identifying who we really are. Turn to your neighbor and say, who are you? We're going to find the real you this weekend. I believe tonight we'll just uh, continue this. Amen. So I love Matthew 9.35. It's a great scripture. Jesus, And we're going to talk about the harvest. We're going to talk about some things. And then I believe in my heart that this year, business as as normal with Harvest Fest is not going to be the same. How many know we need stickable fruit in the church? We don't need to start another welfare program and just feed them weenies and chili. Come on. Amen? Amen. Uh, We can do it out of our own power and we can do all these things, but what people really are coming for... It's the kingdom of God in you. Come on. You know, in Branson, Missouri, it's a, it's a crazy, well, crazy in the way of it's different than Stockton, California, okay? But it's in the Ozarks. And somebody from our church, uh, gave us a bug light. Everybody, anybody ever heard of one of these things? I, you know, being in the city and being in Northern California, I never needed a bug light. But when I got to Missouri, you plug this thing in and it's got this glowing blue light. And I've been enjoying this new entertainment called watching bugs get zapped. Come on, somebody. I just sit in my chair. I get my iced tea and it's like this, 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 these bugs fly into that blue light and they get zapped. I'm here to say this morning, you're a bug light. You're attracting That divine connection that God wants you to be connected with. And when that bug, when that fish or that person gets to your light, there's going to be a zapping going on. Come on. How many know they need to be zapped? The world needs to be zapped into attention that the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near you. And it happens to be in you. Matthew 9.35. Here we go. You ready? And Jesus went about. Everybody say went about. All the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of love. Well, that's not right. It's the kingdom, which is part of it. But he preached a certain message. The gospel of the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. How many know that's revival? Right there. But Jesus had to do something first. He had to go about. It says, He went about. Turn to your neighbor and say, He went about. But when He saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith He unto His disciples, Here is the disciples... He's getting ready for the instructional part of this message. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And then it says in verse 28, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he, who's he here? Anybody? Help me out. He, Jesus, or God, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So how many know when there's a harvest that's about ready to be picked, you're going to need workers to go get it? But not just workers in the form of a fair or a, let's say, harvest party where you're just working. You need those elements, but there's something a little bit deeper here, and it has to do with the kingdom of God. So the Holy Spirit, if you're not working the hot dog machine or the popcorn machine, how many of you know you could be getting ready for something else? That bug that's about ready to come to your light, you've got to know what to do when they come. Amen? Amen? And so Jesus is telling his disciples, look, it's plentiful out there. There's a lot of work to do. And Jesus says, pray ye the Lord of the harvest. So that means this. In the next few weeks, prayer will be the key that unlocks the door to the supernatural. Because you don't have to have a harvest party where you're getting no fruit, but you can actually pray and say, Lord, I'm asking for the ready, ripe harvest to come to that harvest party, and I will be ready to pray. I will be ready to receive your harvest. And guess what? Then people get to come to this church. So you're using that as the bait, but you're setting the hook with the Word of God and the power of the anointing. Amen? So here the disciples are getting geared up for their promotion. Now we always, it seems to be, we stop at, at Matthew 9 something interesting about Matthew 10. The Bible was written as one book. There wasn't numbers and verses, so it all flows together, right? Amen? And so what's interesting about this is I had stopped there for so many years. But then I decided to read the first verse of Matthew 10. Stay with me here. What's the first word you see in your Bible? And. And is a conjunction. That means it ties Matthew 9 together with Matthew 10. Get this. And when he, who's he again, Jesus, had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. So the problem has been in some churches and some bodies that we say, Lord, I'm praying for labor. Send them. Send them. But according to the word of God, Jesus says, boys, we're going to pray. And then he sends them out. See that? It's kind of interesting. Matthew 9.35, we can't let anybody else in this country, in the United States of America, be responsible for harvesting your fields. We work together, but this is your town. You have territorial jurisdiction. We'll talk about the kingdom in a second. Go to Acts 10.38. We're just laying a foundation here because we want to deliver something. Amen? Amen? Holy Spirit wants to impart this to your heart today. Acts 10.38. I'm kind of going a la carte, Holy Ghost Bible right now. No notes. It's a powerful scripture in Acts 10.38. You remember in uh, Matthew 9 it said, And Jesus went about. Amen? We've got the gospel of the go on the inside of us. The gospel only works when you go. You know, gospel, their two first letters are what? First two letters of God's name is. Praise God. It's time to go. Amen. Isn't that good? Big revelation. So I think there's a, a going part of this. We're going to set the tone with this word go, the word sent, and then we're going to prepare on how to do it. Uh, Acts 10.38 says, here we go. How God, everybody say God. Anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Everybody say power. Who went about. There's that two words again. He went about. What he went about doing? What'd he do? Help me out. He went about doing good. Doing good, then what? And healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God Was with him. How many know Jesus is a mover and shaker? His ministry was all about going and doing and doing and going. He allowed the the kingdom of God to go mobile. This power is completely mobile. Amen. I like to say it like this. We just went mobile. Can you hear me now? Come on. We are no longer locked in with the landline. So here's this thing. So we've got Matthew 9 talks about when about doing good. Acts 10.38, he was anointed with power, went about doing good. Jesus is moving and shaking. I like to say it like this. Wherever your feet are, look at your feet. That's where the kingdom's at. That's why this harvest party is so important, because even when you get around people, come on, Right now, my kingdom's moving around. God's kingdom in me is moving around. And do you know that that kingdom can change the temperature in people's lives? If somebody's sick, downtrodden, and you just get right in there. Today at Starbucks, I, I went and got out of Starbucks. Man, that is the busiest junction of Starbucks. I, I love it, man. I want to wait in line and share God. It's so cool. The busier, the better. And so I'm just like standing in line waiting 20 minutes almost, it felt like. for. I even phoned in the order, but I was like, Lord, use me. So I'm standing over there waiting for my coffee, and I'm telling you what, this lady was getting grouchy. How many know coffee people could get grouchy? Come on. We need to pray for those baristas and baristas, man. I'm, they're on the front line. They're like, ah! <laughs> it gets crazy up in there. And so I'm just like, there's homeless situation out front, and they're fighting out front. The police are zipping by, and I'm like, yeah! I'm in the harvest. I'm in Barstow, California. <laughs> so good. It's ripe. And so I'm in there waiting, and it's just things are happening. And then the lady in front of me, she's wigging out. She goes, I wanted extra cream. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm right. I'm just wearing this, you know, little get up here. And I'm like, and all of a sudden, I just stepped. The Holy Spirit said step three steps closer to her. She was just going after it. And I just went like this. She went. And I just looked back at her and I went, she said, who are you? I said, well, my name's Brian Besser. <laughs> like Sam would say. I'm Brian Besser. She goes, where are you from? You're not from around here. I said, no, ma'am, I'm from Branson, Missouri. She says, Branson, Missouri, that's where my daughter lives. Here we go again with the stories. I mean, it's just, when you allow the kingdom of God and you know what you have to begin to work In your sphere of influence, I can't get to people that Robert knows. I can't get to people that Josh and Julie know. But they can. And so all we're doing is we're saying to ourselves, fan that flame of going and doing. Come on, is somebody in the house this morning? Is there anybody in here that just wants to go about doing good? You want a miracle in your finances? Start looking at these homeless people a little different. Because God's heart is the kingdom of hurting people. We're here to change the temperature in Barstow. When people are hot and miserable, we bring the air conditioning. Come on. When it's cold in the morning and somebody needs a little heat, we're right there to give them what they need. Amen? And so God has called you to this place. He hasn't called me to Barstow until right now. I'm not to live here. This is not my place. But it's your place. Say it's my place. I, I hear people talking about Barstow all the time. In fact, I was in Bullhead City, Arizona, and I, they're like, where are you going next? I was like, I'm going to Barstow. Beautiful. I say beautiful. Be- I'm going to beautiful Barstow. They kind of look at me and they go, Barstow. Oh, I went through there one time. <laughs> how many know everybody says that? Oh, I went through there. Ah, oh, I know where it's at. It's a dot on the map, but how many of you know? There's a people in this house. I'm full. Oh, they don't know what I know. There's somebody getting stirred up this morning. I can tell. Woo, isn't God good? Couldn't do it without Him. And so Jesus, this, this mover and shaker, moving about. So about, oh gosh, three months ago or so, I just began to look in the book of John. And I'm going to ask the media people to be on point because we're going to go fast. But they're going to do it. I want you to just go to John 4 real quick. I'm going to show you something. About this book of John that I never had seen before, I believe the Holy Spirit highlighted this to me we 're going to go on a quick journey of jesus 's ministry through the eyes of an evangelist. Amen. how many know we need the eyes of the evangelist once in a while we need the teacher and we need the pastor, we need the apostle and we need the prophet. we need all five come on we 're working together this morning. Uh, let me see if this was it. Um, Give me a second. Okay, yeah. It'd be John 4, 3. Okay? If you got your Bibles, John 4, 3. I want you to look at that word right there. He left, and what would he do? Departed. Those are two action words that means the kingdom's on the move again. I think Jesus moved so, past, so fast and so effectively, the devil didn't know how to work with it. He just was like, man, he's always gone. I don't know what to do next. Check out John 5, 6 through 7. This is the story of the man at the pool. you remember that story? Angel stirred the water. Matthew 5. I'm sorry, John 5. I said Matthew. John 5, 6 through 7. See the words here. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time. No, I think I did the wrong one. You say then them, we'll try to do the next two and see what that looks like. Uh, Go back to verse 1 through (laughs) 3. Sorry, I told you, (laughs) it's me. There we go. Yeah, do 1 through 9. Keep going a little bit. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Go back one. (laughs) After this, get this. Come on now. There was a feast of the Jews and Jesus... There he goes again. There goes the kingdom like a flash. How about John 6, 1 and 2? John 6, 1 and 2. Let's take a moment here. We're going to lay some more foundation. After these things, Jesus did what? Now he's going over. Go to John 7, 1 and 2. Let me know Jesus was in shape. He didn't need CrossFit. Come on somebody. He didn't need a gym. He was running around kingdom stuff, man. Look at this. After these things, what'd he do? There he goes, walking into Galilee. So, so far, Jesus has went up, went over, walked in John 8, 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Look at this. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. How about John 9? Every chapter, nearly every chapter in John, Jesus was moving and shaking and doing something with it. How many know the church doesn't need to just sit with the power in the pews? We need to get the power out of the pews and get them into the parks. Come on, somebody. We need to get the power and the glory of God back into the streets. Amen? Amen. Get it out of the sanctuary and get it into the streets. That's what I say. If we dismiss service right now and I took the last 40 minutes of my time and we grouped up two by two and went out into this, into this city, do you think something would happen? I bet you'd have 20 or 30 people that would want to come tonight. The answer for church growth is not programs. Well, that went over big. I got one amen. Barely an amen. Come on. I said the church of the living God in a spirit-filled nature that knows who the kingdom is and doesn't need just a bunch of programs. Somebody's fighting the programs. You can have a program, but don't get stuck on the program. Lost souls are the key to church growth. If you have a heart for the kingdom and you have a heart for the soul of man and you start loving where God's planted you, and you start saying it is beautiful, Barstow. And the people in it are beautiful. You start saying that kind of stuff, something's going to trigger your mouth to your heart, and you're going to walk out of your house a little different, and you are going to want to be around these people around here. How do you know that, preacher? Because I'm doing it. Because the first time I came to Barstow, I felt like I went into shock. We came in late. And it was like zombies walking around. I was like, where in it am I? Look, I've seen from The Walking Dead, which I don't watch, but I've seen commercials. Come on. I'm like, wow. Talk about ripe. Talk about ready. In fact, I'd like to say this. Some of you have been in that system, but you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness. Come on, somebody into the kingdom of light because somebody stopped, dropped and prayed. Or got you going. Amen. Somebody's getting stirred up again. Who is it? God. All right. That was a little weird. Anyway. Just being obedient. John 9. There's somebody in here today. Something's going to happen in your life. Ministries are being birthed. John 9. Look at this. Jesus. Kingdom. Carrier. And as Jesus passed by. He saw a man. Come on. How many know you can't see a blind man if you ain't getting out? You can't watch Dr. Phil all day long and expect to be used by God. You've got to get out of your comfort zone. I'm stirring that up now. And get into the marketplace and pass by somebody. There's a scripture in the Bible. We'll probably get into it later on. But it talks about even a shadow. Was it Peter, Paul? Peter's shadow. He just decided to get up one day and he says, Lord, I might not be feeling good today. I might be a little depressed, but Lord, use my shadow. Come on. Whew. Why not? Why not a shadow? I did, I, man, I'll tell you what. Man, why not? Say, my shadow can be used if I let it. Come on, say this. It's time to get about. Say it's time to get out. Say it's time to pass by. Why? Why? Because you've got the kingdom of God on the inside of you. Amen. All right, John 10 now. Let's do this one. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I do John 9? Let's do John 9, I think. Is that the last one we did? Yeah, pass by. All right. Let's go to John 10 next. We're just laying a foundation here. Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, he that entereth. Get that now? So now all of a sudden, Jesus is starting to talk about access into you. All right? John 11, what's he saying? Now he's got his disciples geared up. This is beautiful. John 11 shows us another word that has to do with action. Now a certain man was sick, name of Lazarus of Bethany, town of Mary and her sister. Keep going. Maybe it's a little farther in. I think it's the verse seven, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. It's verse seven. So if you just keep going, this was the story of Lazarus. There, there it is. Then after that, Jesus said, "He, he to his." Uh, then after that saith he, that's good King James right there. Then after that saith he to his disciples, "Let us go." Let us go. There's a whole body of Christ that's just waiting for a, a church that says, let's go do this. Let's get on it. Let's, let's get to work because I'm ready. Amen? John 12. 1. John 12:1. It should say he came. I'm not seeing it. Maybe it's another one. Keep going a little bit. Does it say it in there? You guys see it in your Bible there? John 12, 1, he came. Should be in there somewhere. Oh, there it is. I didn't even see it. <laughs> Come on, throw something at the preacher, guys. Come on, talk to me. Yeah, came to. Came to Bethany, amen? He came to a place. So he was coming and going and doing and going and going and doing. And then we're going to do John 13. Now we're talking about Jesus is telling his disciples, I'm about ready to leave. So now he'll say he'll depart. Amen. Got it here now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was came, that he should depart out of this world unto the father, having loved his own, which were in the world. He loved them unto the end. He's telling his disciples, listen, it's getting to a crucial point now, he says, where well, I've got to get out of here. But it's advantageous that I get, it's expedient that I get out of here because I'm about ready to deliver something to you that you can keep on going and doing and doing and going. How many know what that is? The Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So I want you to go over here. Praise you, Lord. Let's go over here to Mark 16. Amen. Amen we're seeing the personality of the kingdom it's mobile so here's what jesus was telling his disciples as things were wrapping up for him after jesus accomplished his fulfillment of the new testament there was something that needed to happen for us everybody say us so we were a certain way before jesus came would you agree We were in the kingdom of darkness. You could say it like this. We were hopeless. But how many know when Jesus obeyed the will of His Father and died on the cross, come on, for us, when He did that, all of the kingdom heavens were rejoicing for us, for those who would receive the kingdom of Jesus Christ into our lives. And like Pastor said this morning, to make Him not just a Savior, listen, Everybody needs saving. Every Monday morning, I need saving. I need saving from something daily. But how many know to be the Lord? That means you're going to start walking, talking, doing, and doing what He wants. So this beautiful gospel message had brought us out of something and put us into something. Amen. This new kingdom status. And so Jesus is sitting there with His disciples. He's already showed Himself to His disciples after the death. Uh, Some of them, some of the different people. And how many know they didn't believe? Jesus was trying to explain to them, listen, I'm I'm still around. I'm I'm working with you. And then he does this in verse 15. We'll go up one here. Or in verse, let's see, let's go to verse 12. After that, Jesus appeared in another form unto two of them. That must have been crazy. As they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they him. How many know they're not believing this crazy story of resurrection? Like, wow. Blew their hat back. Then verse 14, afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at dinner and upbraided them. That word literally means scolded them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. How I many know oh, Jesus was a little disappointed at this point? I mean, here it is. He's told the guys, listen, I'm going to die, and then, but I'm going to raise again, and they're having a hard time with that. But here's the command, and we call it the Great Commission. And it goes like this. And he said unto them, go! <laughs> There's that word again. It just keeps coming back up. Go! Go what? Ye into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that does not believe shall be damned. And here we go. And, everybody say and. These signs shall follow them. That what? Qualification for signs is that you believe. There's far too many Christians living two different lives. They're Jekyll and Hyde. One day they're this way, the next day like that. You'll never see a sign in your life. You'll just keep coming to church and you'll feel pretty soon like it's just drudging you down. It's works. I'm just doing this out of, oh, here we go. I gotta tithe again. Whoosh. I gotta, I gotta vacuum again. Come on. You gotta go all in. The key to this revival is people hooking up Getting under the anointing of the church and amen in your pastors like you've never amen before. How you respond to the Holy Ghost, how you respond to the messages, how you respond to the communion is how you're going to receive communion. Stop being lazy. It's time to grow up. If you want to be used, this is what's happening because revival needs to break out. There's harvest ready to be harvested. If you don't like this church and you feel like complaining about it, go somewhere else. <laughs> huh? You're hurting the people that do want to go forward. You're not here to armchair quarterback the pastors. Well, I don't know what's going on over there. That music's too loud. Come on. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, just sit there and act happy. Keep your mouth shut. You're getting in the way of the harvest. Man, God wants a people to come together, to go about and do about together. Listen, we are la Familia. Amen? So many people get in the way of the harvest. They're fighting the harvest. Just lock up. If you don't know the joke, just keep laughing. You're going to get it someday. Amen? And listen, each one of you has a gifting, a calling, a supply. Listen, there's people that need to be here this morning because it would have helped the supply. This word that I'm speaking is life and it's greatly affected by the hearer. I used to get down on myself thinking, man, that was a horrible message. Nobody, What the world? Year after year, leaving a place and going, man, I think I got maybe three amens. Lord, this is a good message. You know what he told me? He said, it ain't you. He said, it's the hearers. How many know we're going deeper? How many know we want to come up? When you put honor on the heads of these houses, of these churches, or this church today, when you put honor on them, and you show honor, man, I don't know, i just going on this, you will see some things in your life break out. Amen? Honor. And I know there's people in here that have been honoring for years. And when they see the complainer, listen, the world, the new Christians that are going to come in here, They're going to try to get you to conform to what they're used to. But then when there's mature Christians in a building, come on, somebody, you're not going to chive in with the world. You're getting them in this building so that they can be transformed and get them into the kingdom way. So we've got to be mature. We can't just reach. We got to teach. That's why I love hooking up. Because I'm not a teacher, so to speak. I'm a preacher and I'm a stir-upper, whatever that is. I'm looking for that in the Scripture. I think it's exhorter, maybe. And partly evangelist. I'm working my own salvation out, but what I'm telling you today is there's greatness in you. Don't let your mouth get in the way. Don't let religion get in the way. Hook up with the vision. Let God break out in Barstow. Come on. Amen? So we got this go thing. Jesus saying, go, get after it. You know, the believer's signs shall follow. This young man right here with the glasses. Come here. This is how it should be. Just stick to me like glue. Signs will... Let me, let me try that again. <laughs> I should have texted him. He'd have got it. <laughs> stick to me like glue. Don't move from me. You got that? Okay, come on. Signs will follow those who believe. Signs will follow. Those who believe. Watch out for these cords now. It's a disclaimer. Signs will follow. Come on, somebody. What's those signs doing? Are they still back there? Come on. They're following me because i got the kingdom. And that is a personality of our Christian walk, is the world needs to get more excited about the signs. Oh, man, that follow us. I almost did one of those southern. Oh. <laughs> wow, well, no, the anointing's getting stronger, so I'm going with it. Come on, man, I felt like one of those old Pentecost. <laughs> Praise God, but you're getting it. We're getting deeper. We're going somewhere, and so signs need to follow. The problem is they haven't been following, so the people of the world look at us and go, boring. You try to entertain a millennial. They are on fire because their mind's working 150 miles an hour. They're off to the next thing. It's like, bam, bam. Levi, he's the. I can't keep up with him. He's like, okay, what? did, 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 did. We need to start expecting manifestations of the weird and unusual behavior. We've gotten too comfortable. With what Christianity looks like. I don't know about you, but I'm crazy enough to step out into the abnormal. In the marketplace, somebody's missing an arm. You're at Starbucks. Can you imagine? Just walk by him. Bleep. Ooh. Ooh, that was cool. You give him a high five with his new arm. (laughs) Unusual. Abnormal behavior. Wasn't Jesus that guy? He spit. In somebody's eyes. Can you imagine? Yeah, I was going to do the same thing. He gets down and, he, and one of the one of the things says paste that he made paste gets in there, takes the paste and goes. Can you imagine the disciples that were in training? For the rest of the month, they were all trying to. There was a new spitting anointing out there. A new ministry was developed. They were selling paste to get in people's eyes. No. I'm just But was Jesus shaking up the norm? Of course he was. He wowed people. He wowed them so much that the religious people didn't like him. Well, how are you going to come up in here? How are you going to come up in here and spit in that guy? How are you going to do that? How are you going to come up in my house, the one I built, the one I plowed, and you're going to come up in here and you're going to do all these crazy things? Well, guess what? Jesus said this. He said there was a place that he couldn't even go because of the unbelief. He said he marveled at their unbelief and there he could do no mighty work except lay hands on a few people. So signs and wonders follow. They can't help but follow somebody that knows what the kingdom is and what the kingdom can do. Amen. So there you have it. Signs will follow. Stay by me. Stay by me. And then it says this, they shall take up, well, they'll speak with new tongues. Amen. How I many know that's a key to unlocks stuff? And then it says, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands. Come on. Now, it's not talking about just the apostles or disciples here, guys. This is for who? Believers. I'm getting your believers sh- uh, sharpened here. You lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So now you got signs breaking out over here, and now you see sick people. So now that you know you got the kingdom, guess what you can do? Just lay hands. Some people make it too complicated. There's more people in my ministry that get healed just by me doing this. Watch. Praise God. I felt good. I just released the kingdom. We don't want to get religious on this stuff. Jesus made it simple. You don't have to know ten prayers. You don't need to, Lord. Right now, I'm gonna just get ready. Talk to them. Are you ready? Or do you feel good about this? I mean, uh... you over, you micromanage yourself right out of the miracle. Just walk up to them and shock them. Huh? Laying hands on them. Touching them. I love, man, little Sam. Anytime I can touch that little nugget of his, I just, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're that, you know what that is? That's kind of like undercover release, kingdom release moments. You just kind of can get away with some of that when you're in the marketplace. If the unusual ain't breaking out, just walk by somebody and go, bam. Ha. Huh? Right? Can you see it? And then expect something to happen. That's where the church needs to get to. We're getting close. This church is right there. We're ready. Say, we're ready. Amen. Stay by me. And here's some more good news. They will recover. This is good stuff. This is for somebody's family member today. Where you can go in and not pray the rosary, but pray heaven down. And then pray the rosary. Get them healed and then both do the rosary together. Love you. Sling that cross right on them. Amen. <laughs> you've got a promise in this Scripture where it says they will recover. I don't know about you, but that's a good promise. We need to practice this stuff. We need to develop into our youth and the next generation to raise them up to walk in this because then that will be the new normal. I'm tired of the old normal. I want to get the standard up for my new normal. Everybody say, my new normal. Come on. Amen. Then more good news. I'm camping out a little bit longer here, but it's good. Because what it's doing is it's allowing you in your heart, because remember, faith comes by hearing on a certain subject. And we're talking about releasing the kingdom. So faith arises from this. And so we just needed to take time on that because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then faith is released by speaking. And then faith is also released by doing. So we're getting closer, but this is what I love about the doing part it says in verse 19 it says. So after that, the Lord had spoken unto them and then he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. Verse 20 says, and they went <laughs> do you see it? What'd they do? They kind of did what Jesus told them to do. In that refreshing 12 or 13 chapters of Jesus passing by, going over, coming up, passing by, departing. The disciples are now transitioning. There has been a heavenly kingdom transfer. That is beginning to take place and they began to step out of their comfort zone. They began to get unwe or began to get weaned from Jesus because Jesus says, now you're about ready to go out. Ooh, isn't that good? And here's the best part of the whole story. Verse 20, they went forth, preached everywhere. How many know they didn't overthink it? Everywhere means wherever their feet were, remember? The kingdom was. So every time they would get out into the marketplace, come on, Safeway somebody. Food for less, come on. The gas station, they were preaching everywhere. And this is what I love. This becomes foolproof right here. This this right here. If you're nervous about all this, this is for you. Well, how am I going to do that right here? The Lord... Working with them. I'm going to look at you all in the eyes right now and tell you this. 90% of the miracles and things I'm seeing in the marketplace is because I don't know what to do. But God's working with me. He is working with this guy. Because this guy's obedient enough. He's got his heart aligned enough for people, because I love people, that he will use me and then the Lord will work with me. So it's kind of, I like to say it like this. I will step out in obedience when I'm led to. And I'll go into this particular zone. And whatever happens in that zone is not up to me, but it's up to God and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's how we got to live. It's how we got to live. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this young man right now. I thank you for miracles in his body. In his mind. And I thank you for his steps. To be anointed. There it is. There's the anointing of God. Going right in your body. Jesus name. Thank you Lord. You got a plan for this one. This one tried to get stolen. But there it is again. Waves. Waves. Just raise your hands. Come on. He's doing something. You feel that anointing didn't you? Father we thank you. Praise you Father God. In Jesus name. Good days ahead for you. Man, love you. You can sit down. Praise God. Give the glory to God. Glory to God. All the glory to God. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. So here we go. Confirming the word after that, after they did the Holy Spirit's work with them, and confirming the word with signs following. And what's the next word? Is it up there? Oh, sorry. Mark sixteen twenty. After all that was done, there's one more word that seals the deal. Amen. 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 And the church sang Amen. Amen. Well, yes. Amen. Oh, amen. Amen. Come on choir So So be it So let it be done unto me Amen So here's the deal Now we got to find out Let's see Lord Should I? What do we got here? Ten more minutes? I think we're going to do this I think I'm going to kind of wrap today up a little bit In a certain way And then tonight We're going to come back and we're gonna to begin to identify what we got on the inside. That sound good? So I think right now we need to just what do they call that? Selah. Selah. You know where you meditate on or there's some more. I don't know the Selah. That yeah, that one. Selah. Selah from Branson. You just sit there and you meditate on this word tonight. Because now you know you got something, but we gotta learn how to use that something. And we got to learn to do it effectively, decently, and in order. And everything done by that has to be under the house that we're in. What does that mean? That means I know some of you in here today by the look in your eye and the fire in your eyes that you would probably go out right now and just get ready for this. Like, I'm on it. I'm going to go. Don't do it. Not yet. Everybody say, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Because there needs to be some things done correctly, and you need to stay under the house. The problem, too, in the body of Christ, because people have a submission problem, is that they begin to start ministries and begin to start things that are on their heart outside of the church. I want you to know that I am super submitted to my church at, at Faith Life Church, Brother Keith Moore. I am there when I'm there. Does that make sense? Are you here today? Yeah. Okay, amen. So when I'm there, I do ushering. I, I, I get a suit on, and I get a tie on, and I usher for our church because I need to be submitted under something. Does that make sense? So if you're called to this place and at a certain timing and a certain thing, you see there, there's layers of foundations being, being laid. It's not by accident the last three or so years I've become involved with you. Actually partnered with you because of these two precious people. They've seen something that I didn't even see. And all of a sudden, Miss Janice and Pastor Bernie saw something in me, and I was just honored to be used. And how many know a couple years ago we did hit a gusher? It was beautiful. There's beautiful services here all the time. But to win souls, we want to get them, we want to get the church ready for people that will come. So there's foundational situations where we don't want to just reach, but we also want to teach. That's part of the Great Commission. Go to Matthew 28 real quick. We'll wrap it up. I'll just, I want your eyes to see this order. And do you know it's the heart of the master to have the revival back in the church so people can grow in Christ? That's my heart, uh, for all the places I go to. I'm not building a ministry to, you know, just start a following off to the side. I'm here to help churches equip the saints for soul winning. Amen. So Matthew 28 it, in verse, uh, let's see, 18. It says, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then it says in verse 19, Matthew 28, 19, Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations. How many of that includes here? Teach all nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that beautiful? Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So Jesus wants, I shouldn't say wants, Jesus cares and holds high value to his people. Our go teams back in Branson and in a couple of the churches, we've implemented the go teams and all of that. We, the Holy Spirit helped me to identify how people operate in the marketplace. And it's basically a look, one of the trainings we do, it's a look into a go-teamer, the DNA, or you could say it like this, the heart motives of a soul winner. It's kind of weird, but you would think, well, what do you mean? What, What does that look like? Well, first of all, you have to have a heart for people. You have to be moved with compassion. There's some ministries and groups out there that are just attacking the homeless people. They're just trying to get on video. Come on, somebody. Taking videos of all these great works that they're doing. How many know we gotta let the homeless people have some dignity? You know? Why why would you want to just, you know, show a person on the ground like begging? You know, for me in the our ministry, we're giving dignity back to the homeless and saying, Man, we're not gonna try to record you. That's us. There's there's testimonies and things that we'll show about that if we get permission, but there's different things. We had one person in our go teams. And now we're kind of talking about the going part. We noticed they were lying about the testimonies. So like when we'd come back, you know, from our kingdom release out in the marketplace, we go two by two like Jesus did. Well, we would talk. Um, something was checking in my spirit about this certain person that kept telling these stories. Like it was just, I mean, the spirit of God will tell you what to, you know, look for. And so I talked to their partner. And that's why we do two by two, because it's accountability. And Jesus had accountability with his disciples in twos. But I asked the other person on that team, I says, well, is this stuff happening? And, and the person said, no, they're, they're lying about it. So now we got a situation. If you lie about these things and you have the wrong heart motive, guess what happens? The anointing will stop. It will absolutely stop. So how many know there's a correct way to do this? And it's my heart to teach and train the right ways so that we can get stickable fruit We can get tithing Christians so that their finances can come up. So we can get them healed, whole, set up for what God has for them to do. There's people in here today that are on the brink of ministry in them. And it's going to come out. I would have a word for you. Be patient. Do not become weary in well-doing. For in due season, you're going to reap if you faint not. Amen? So just have that on your heart. Prepare for tonight. Get ready for the barbecue. I can't even hardly stand it anymore. That is awesome. And we're going to talk more about tonight the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.